If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. She's a cheesy lover. She's got some cheese on. She gon' melt it. Boom, boom. Boom, she'll mash potatoes. She'll use the big ones and the baby ones. She's the kind of girl to dream of. Boom, boom, dream of melting cheese off. She'll never forget it. Salmon of knowledge. Boo, boo, boo. Now don't try to change her, just in cheeses and cheeses. She's got some parmesan, mozzarella, and a feta. The only way mature cheddar is a cheesy lover. How long can I keep singing this for? Hi guys, welcome, welcome, welcome. Episode nine, Revolution Nine. Uh, so we're, we're nearly on double digits with these podcasts. Uh, now, before we begin, I just want to thank uh, everyone who sent in messages and uh, got in touch via Instagram, etc., etc., about the podcast uh, to say that they're enjoying it. Thank you so much, guys. It's nice to hear that. It's nice to know I'm not just throwing this out into a vacuum. Uh, I'm throwing it into the vacuum of space, and people are picking it up with their ears and cramming it in there and going, ooh, that feels good. A tickle in my ears inside. So thank you so much for that. Now, um, before we begin, uh, you've, if you've been listening regularly, you know that my father uh, has his own podcast, which is just him ringing me, and uh, we just chat. He's giving me updates on everything that's going on in Burr County, Offaly, in the Midlands. Uh, I've, I don't know how many cases there are there now, but he's, he's cocooned in the house. Uh, he's been wrapped in gauze. Many, many layers of gauze. Uh, he kind of looks like a spider's egg, you know, a nest of spider eggs. So, uh, but he, he has been just uh, passing the time by sending me emails. So my dad has sent me a, a number of emails, uh, keeping up correspondence in the old-fashioned way. It's kind of old-fashioned to him because, you, know, like, you know, he writes an email like, like it's a letter. And I appreciate that. So my father, Jerry Salmon, of Bull County Offaly. Uh, so here's a, here's a selection of uh, some of the emails. Now, um, like everybody, he does write to me kind of occasionally, very kind of short ones. But he, well, he sent me a message uh where he invented a word, where he's just basically after m myself and, uh, oh no, sorry, this was before, this was uh, just before myself and Cara were uh, engaged to be married down in Waterford. Um, my father sent me an email. He said, hi, Ed and Cara. So that was nice. He was including Cara in it. Just a few lines to say hello and hope you're well. 
This lockdown is a real test of patience and endurance. Did not venture to the attic yet. Mother would like a clear out. But where would you go with it? A bit of humour there. Sent Dunica a free post postcard for his birthday. Now, I like... Uh, now, Dunica is the eldest child who is turning uh, 13, who turned 13 on the 4th of April. Happy birthday, Dunica. Uh, and uh, Dad sent him a free post postcard just to let me know he was very, very frugal with the sending of the card. So... Uh, Oh, wait, sorry, it was posted free. See, anything I say, he will correct me uh, via email. So maybe I should intentionally say things just to annoy him, because I know I know my father listens to this podcast. Hello, father. Uh, and then he invents the word. An amazing word. I've never heard it before. Our first grand teenager. Uh, which he said, now, how do you like that for a big new word? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> which is uh which is nice um i'm i'm very impressed i'm very impressed by the big new word yeah grand teenager although grand te- teenager to me conjures up an image of a really really uh old teenage person i don't know if it's like an old person trying to act young like hans moleman in the simpsons where he's like cowabunga dudes and he's trying to skate in a skateboard or is it a teenage person trying to act look like an old person. It's like if suddenly being really old was cool and all the teenagers around the world were like, hey, where do I get those really high pants and had like designer walking sticks and whatever. Continuing on with my father's email, uh, I do like that for a new big word. And then he says, never thought at my age I would be so anxious for time to pass. Running out of things to say, talking out of you nowhere, his arse. Keep safe, kids. Um, which was nice. I like that he says, uh, you know, I never thought of my age. I'd be waiting for the clock to run out, which is essentially what he's saying. Just a little reminder of his own mortality. So uh, he sent me a, another email a couple of days ago. Hi, Ed. I think I told you about the missing paint. So straight away I'm hooked. I'm like, oh, yes, I remember. I remember him talking about... There's paint in the house somewhere, and he has to find it. And then I'm 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 on tenter hooks, guys. I'm you know. But then the next line just uh, alleviates my my nerves and my tension. I found it yesterday. Phew! Thank shite, he found that paint. Because guys, I was tossing and turning. I couldn't sleep thinking about this paint that was in the house somewhere. I was like, oh God, I hope Father finds the 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 paint. Then the next line just hits me with deep philosophical... I went into an existential crisis thinking about this next line. How is it always in the first place you look, but not the first time you look? Um, I'm not sure if that's an expression. How is it always in the first place you look, but not the first time you look? Because it's hiding? I. Mm. So, anyway... So, uh, and then he signs off, hi to that brave girl, Cara. I do know you'll be good to her. I don't know why he's calling Cara brave, because she's living with me. So, uh, you know, a little bit cheeky there. A little bit cheeky from the pop-pops. So then he sent he sent me on a follow-on email. 
uh, where in, in which made me think, oh, okay, he's obviously listening to the podcast because he he references. I was talking about old uh, albums and the different speeds that they would go, and uh, I was like, is it seventy eight? Old seventy eight or seventy five speed? So he sent. He knew he was listening, and he was like, mm, bit of a mistake there. So he said, forgot to tell you, all singles were seventy eight speed, not seventy five. I used to have one of Elvis Presley's first hits, Heartbreak Hotel. I think Terry took it with an old gramophone we used to have. Now, it's a weird... Uh, now, Terry is my uh, deceased aunt, my father's uh, sister, um, who's passed away. Rest in peace, Terry. Um, but I think Terry took it with an old gramophone we used to have. Now, he had an old Heartbreak Hotel... Uh, 75 speed or sorry 78 speed god he's corrected me and then I've still fucked it up but an old gramophone we used to have I'm thinking how like how old are you dad like are you older are you were you born in the 1800s oh we had an old gramophone and we'd all put up our we'd all stick our listening horns to our ears and have a, a lovely time listening to Heartbreak Hotel um, and then he goes, and then he hits me with like a, a, a bit of harsh criticism, I think, guys, which is, and this is a new paragraph, so you know he's serious. Full stop, new paragraph. Don't push the podcast too much or you will run out of chat. Maybe shorten the time, just a suggestion. Then, glad to hear you're keeping busy. Kiss, kiss. Hmm. Normally it's one kiss, two kisses. So he's he's overcompensating for something because he knows he was he knows he was being harsh there. Maybe shorten the time. He's basically saying, "Look, you're talking shite a lot, so you're going to run out of that shite talk. Maybe don't talk too much shite. Talk shite, but for a, a, a lesser period of time." And I think people will really get into that shite talk, but short shite talk, short shite talk with Ed Salmon. So, guys, we're going to have a little short break here, uh, and we'll be back shortly. Uh, I suppose if you have the forward uh, function on the thing, you can forward it by 30 seconds, and maybe the add is 60, and then forward it twice. Uh, see if that works. Anyway, see you shortly. Bye. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with Midi Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at Midi understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And Midi can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. Midi clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. 
You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. And we're back. So uh, thanks very much, Father. Uh, of course, I was talking to him today and he was telling me about uh, way back in the day. Because back in the day, guys, here's some, here's some more Burr facts. Uh, we had some Burr facts bef- uh, in episode two, I think it was, Burman. Or that was episode three. I don't know. Who knows? But I'm from Burr County, Offaly. And we used to own a pub. And the pub was called The Fighting Cocks. Because, uh, and I'll tell you for a while. Because they used to have cockfights at the back of the pub. So, um, and on the uh, on the walls, on the outside walls of our old shed, there were these brass rings where gentlemen would, uh, this is pre automobile pre your Hyundai's guys or your uh, Ford Fiestas uh, or your Volkswagen Puntos or Jungos or your Renault Alligator uh, 14 liter engine before any of those fantastic cars I just mentioned this was people on horses lads on horses coming in and they'd, they'd loop do the old loop the loop with the with the front of the horse and they'd watch a cockfight. So what happened was you'd have two lads would drop their breeches and they'd get their penises out and they'd just whack their penises against each other. And sometimes you'd have hard fights, sometimes you'd have soft fights. The difference there, obviously the hard fights, fully erect penises, battering off each other. Jousting, I believe, is the is the name for it. But this was more, this was fighting, this was... Jousting is kind of you score points. This was two cocks enter, one cock leaves. This was who's going to give up first. You know, it's it's kind of like uh, UFC, Ultimate Fighting, but they only use their penises. And then you'd have soft ones, which I know soft a soft uh, cockfight tournament would go on for months, and usually the winner would be whichever lad didn't die of dehydration, dehydration and exhaustion. De-exhaustion, I nearly said. Exhydration. I've just invented two more words. No, obviously it was Cox. It was... Uh, um, those guys. Uh, those animals. So, yeah, it was, it was cruel. But, you know, that's that's what happened. I remember when I was doing uh, amateur dramatics back in Burr, back when I was about 16, uh, which would have been around 1994, 95, so whatever time that was. Um, second World uh, USA World Cup USA times, uh, but I got a part of uh, Young Shepherd. I was in a play that was um, a nativity play, but it was like a, a nativity play reimagined, and it was from it was called the Business of Good Government. It was all from the perspective of King Herod and how he and why he did what he did, allegedly in that book that someone wrote. And uh, I was playing one of the shepherds, so it was you know you had the three wise men and whatever. But it was it was a c- kind of a contemporary play, but not a very good one, as I remember. But we did it in the Protestant church, um, which was weird because the audience didn't know whether they should applaud or genuflect. You know, it was a kind of a weird sort of thing. But my I remember my first line was, uh, one of the other shepherds says, "What was that?" And I say, 
Do you think it might be wolves? In my big culty accent. Do you think it might be wolves? And uh, that was it. I was hooked, hooked on showbiz. Um, God, why was I? Why was I talking about that? Oh yeah, Fighting Cox, the pub. So my dad was telling me because you know all the pubs are closed. It's uh, it's Good Friday, and uh, last year the pubs were open on Good Friday for the first time. This year, global pandemic. So obviously we've angered God by uh, drinking on the holy day. But my dad was telling me about back in the day when uh, they owned the pub because his father, my grandfather, uh, Patrick Salmon, uh, Paddy Salmon, he uh, ran the pub with um, my granny, uh, my father's mother. And uh, they used to have these laws back then that you could, there were certain drinking hours. So you could be drinking in the pub and uh, at 10 p.m. at night, if you lived uh, more than three miles away from the pub, you had to go home. It's a three-mile rule. But if you lived locally, you could stay till you know, midnight, closing time. But if you lived three miles outside the, the locality, you had to go at 10 o'clock at night. And I was like, what? And he said, oh, I was just away for the Brits to keep an eye on Paddy. And I was like, oh, okay. And he told me a story, <laughs> which I'll share with you now. Because he used to say that the guards would raid the place at, you know, at midnight that they'd come in and it'd be like, you know, anyone who wasn't supposed to be there, any, you know, anyone who lived three miles away um, had to hide, basically, uh, and he, he said when he was a kid, there was like lads ha- hiding under the bed from from the guards. And then he was saying about Tim Cunningham, who was a, a barber. And uh, uh, my dad, he said, I used to go into him for a, a haircut when I had need for a haircut, meaning when he had hair. And uh, he, it was him or some other lad, I can't remember his name. Um, but the other lad, when you go in to him, he you get nits. So I, I was like, yeah, okay, well, obviously go to Tim Cunningham. But Tim Cunningham was there, and the guards raided the place, and he had to make himself scarce, so he went upstairs. And he could hear the sergeant uh, coming up the stairs behind him, and he, he panicked. And in the room uh, upstairs in the bedroom was Paddy Salmon, who uh, wasn't feeling well, and he was just kind of lying down in bed. And... Uh, Tim Cunningham, smart man, he grabbed a bowl and he grabbed uh, a shaving brush and he put the, grabbed the uh, shaving foam or the soap or whatever and lathered it up and he went in and he started lathering up Paddy Salmon's face and the sergeant came in and said, what the hell are you doing in here? And uh, Tim Cunningham says, sergeant, I'm doing, I'm doing my job, same as yourself. And he continues lathering up because he didn't have a blade. So he just had to keep constantly, he was just like, it's almost like the whole head. He was almost like brushing my grandfather's face off his face. And the the, the guard just left. But also, who gets a shave at midnight? Who fancy, anyone fancy a midnight shave? It's crazy. And then, it's just, a, it's a funny, it's a funny thing. That, you know, this is way back, way back when. This is like... Uh, 60 years ago, 
at this stage, 60 plus years ago at this stage, because my father is 76 years old, which is why he's cocooned. So he hasn't gone to a barber in a while now because he's, he's a bald man, as am I. I've been shaving my head, but I've been growing my beard. Um, and not just where it normally grows. I've just letting the whole thing grow, the cheeks, the neck. Um, by the end of this, I'm going to have like a massive hermit beard, this unwieldy, unyielding mass of hair. I'll be able to soak up entire lakes with it. And uh, I'll be a menace to society. But uh, I was reading something interesting. Uh, interesting fact. Here's a little wow fact for you. Uh, your facial hair, a man's facial hair, will grow in anticipation of sexual congress. So if you're waiting for the ride, you can you can probably hear your facial hair growing in sweet, sweet anticipation of sweet, sweet lovemaking. Um, it's weird. It's weird how the, how the body responds and reacts to things. It's like, you know, they say that your hair continues to grow after you die um, and all that kind of stuff. Well, you know, for a short time. Um, there's another thing I read as well, which I found kind of funny and interesting, is that if you are masturbating and you ejaculate, as a, uh, speaking as a man now, if you're masturbating and you ejaculate, uh, you ejaculate less sperm than you would if you were actually having sex with a woman and ejaculating inside the the vaginal canal. The body knows when it's when it's being the penis knows when it's being masturbated. Um, I'm not saying the penis is sentient and has a name, and you can call him Roger because that's kind of obvious. But uh, it's just funny how uh, you know the phys- physiological activity works. Um, I can't say that word without sounding incredibly drunk. So, guys, uh, I'm glad I got to do this podcast in the middle of um, a global pandemic. Um, and I will continue to do it. Uh, I'm just flicking through my notes. We did a quiz uh, last night with Kara's uh, uh, family, which was great fun. Uh, we won. We came out on top two points clear of uh, our nearest rivals and they're guys I'm ashamed I'm, I'm not ashamed to say uh, I'm ashamed for the uh, accusers we were accused of cheating which I suppose when you're on top everyone wants to knock you down off your pedestal so they'll just kind of say stuff like uh, yeah you know yeah you obviously cheated it's like well why do you have to sully our glorious victory with uh Baseless, I'll say baseless, baseless accusations of cheating. Obviously, we're all doing it through Zoom, and uh, you have to kind of go on the honor system, but uh, I'm, I'm an honorable man. I've never cheated at anything in my life. How dare you very much? Although I did that classic mistake where, um, well, I'm very, I'm very happy with one of the answers I gave because it was knowledge I acquired at the zoo, which is uh, one of the questions was, what do you call... Uh, like a collection of flamingos, a bunch of flamingos. It's not a flock, but, you know, hey, look, there's 100, 100 flamingos, which is uh, how many flamingos there are in Dublin Zoo, 100 flamingos. What would you call them? And it's called, brilliantly enough, it's called a flamboyance, a flamboyance of flamingos, which is just perfectly suited to uh, that particular animal. 
What a wonderful animal. It also has a knee halfway up its leg and backwards. It's weird. Nature is amazing. One of the other questions, though, it was so frustrating because it was a, it was a lyric. And the lyric was from uh, a, a George Michael song. And I put down faith, but it was freedom. And it was so annoying. I can't, I can't remember the lyric off the top of my head now. But I sang it and was like, oh, George Michael. And then just immediately my brain went, George Michael's most famous song is Faith. Therefore, faith is the answer to this question. And I was like, yeah, wait a minute. But I think Robbie Williams did a cover of it as well. No, don't think about that. Just go with the first thing that came to your brain. Don't overanalyze it. You just put down faith. That's probably the right answer. But it wasn't. It was bloody freedom. I won't let you down. We'll not give you up. I got to give for what you take. So, um, guys, that's the end of the podcast. Thanks very much for listening. And I will see you in uh, a couple of days. Bye-bye. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.